OHSU recently received the 2017 Vizient Quality Leadership Award. This award recognizes OHSU for demonstrating superior quality and safety performance as measured by the Vizient Quality and Accountability Study. It's Tuesday, September 19th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Kelsey Hewalt spoke with Troy Schmidt, Director of Quality and Safety Management, and Clea McDowell, Manager of Clinical Data Quality, about the Vizian Award. To start, what are your roles at OHSU? My name is Clea McDowell, and I am the Clinical Quality Data Manager and Quality Management. So that means I help Troy with our transparency and use of clinical data in our decision-making and improvement prioritization for the healthcare mission. And I also manage uh, the team of data analysts and quality management who support our clinical registries. And I'm Troy Schmidt. I'm the Director of Quality and Patient Safety. So have the performance improvement, clinical quality, patient safety, the data, and peer review. So can you tell us a little bit more about what Vizian is and what role it plays in the healthcare industry? Yeah, so Vizient uh, used to be called the University Health System Consortium, which is the consortium of all the academic medical centers in the country. And it has several purposes, business purposes, but one in our area is it creates uh, comparative databases so that we can compare our quality and other things. So we submit them our, our administrative data and then we're able to benchmark against it. And they've got some other services as well in terms of consulting and um, supply chain and things. And uh, a few years ago, they merged with VHA, which was a same similar type of a organization, but it was more on the community hospital basis. So they've come together and they've called themselves Vizient now. And so they do continue to do the things that we do in terms of the academic medical centers, but they also have an arm of this that works with the community hospitals as well. Can you describe some of the data that you're tracking on this? Yes, so the quality and accountability scorecard looks at six domains. Uh, based on the data that we send them from our coding and billing administrative data. And uh, they, the six of them are mortality, which is our inpatient mortality, uh, efficiency, safety, effectiveness, patient-centeredness, and equity. And so there are sub-metrics in each of those domains, um, aside from mortality, that include things like length of stay and readmissions, some of the core measures, um, and some of our patient experience survey data. And then the mortality domain is the one that only looks at mortality, it's inpatient mortality, and they break them out by service line. And if I can add, it's, it's been a scorecard that's been in place since 2005. And it's been an opera, and it's gone through different iterations and methodologies around it. And I guess one of the things it does is actually in the six domains are what it's important in healthcare. But it's an opportunity for us to really benchmark ourselves against other academic medical centers. And it's risk adjusted, so we can you know we can say that our patients are sick or whatever. It adjusts in that particular way, and it really I think is a good benchmark of how we look nationally with other academic centers. In terms of our market, it's going to be it's strange because we are the only academic medical center in, in Oregon, in the Portland area, but it, it with all the other benchmarking that's available out there, we really think this is a good place that we can kind of hang our hat or look or really kind of look out there in terms of uh, improving our performance based on our the other peer organizations throughout the country. 
I'm guessing that answers the question of why did OHSU choose to be ranked by Vizian or UHC at the time? Yeah, I think, the, I mean, there's, there's CMS, we have our, our pay for performance, our HTPP in the state, there's other ones that are at US News World Report, there's other ones around this. I think this is really just trying to do more of an apples to apples. And, you know, why wouldn't we want to be one of the, you know, one of the best academic medical centers in yeah. the country on, on patient safety and quality? So that's, a, I mean, that's a cool thing to be able to say. Yeah. And the other thing I would add is that the another perk is that we are really afforded the opportunity to have as much real-time analysis as we devote the time to understanding because we use them um, and the database where you can run your own reports so we can really understand at a deep level how the things that we're doing are effect affecting the data that we're sending to them. Yeah, just to add to that, so the, this is an annual ranking that we do, um, but we are working on this data, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, really monitoring, looking at it, and kind of we don't know until where we're going to be, you know, by that, you know, that week in, in fall when it happens, but we are really working, you know, every day and stuff to make sure that we're uh, looking at our data and making improvements where needed. So this is the first time we've been named as a top performer. Was there something we did different over the differently over the last year? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. It's been a. I mean, it's been a steady journey, really looking at it. So what we do each time is we, when each time the scorecard comes out, we do an analysis of kind of where we are, where the gaps are. Uh, we go through an annual uh, prioritization process, looking at our quality and safety numbers, and we look a lot at these particular data, these measures, and really where are our gaps in that. So they become our priorities. So mortality has been one that we've been looking at um, in the last few years. It was interesting. We were in the top 20 probably about five years ago, and suddenly we started lowering in our ranking. And it was like, oh, are more people dying here at our hospital? What's going on here? Yeah. And when as we analyzed it, it really wasn't an issue that our observed mortality rate was getting any higher. It was actually the expected rate. And what was happening is some of our, our peers were actually getting better at capturing the um, severity of illness of their patients, so their expected rates went up. And we weren't, we weren't doing that as well. So we put efforts into getting better documentation and therefore coding to really more accurately reflect the severity of illness of our patients. So we've learned a lot through that. And it's not just a mortality that that impacts, it impacts our, the other measures as well. So more and more of the data that's quality data that's being used, not only in Vizient, but with other payers, is using this administrative data. So it's really important that we get our data collection process in place, our data integrity thing in place, so that we're able to actually uh, capture our measures. Yeah. So you guys talked about being ranked um, as in the top 10 of the UHC. However, we're ranked number 12, I believe, with Vizient? Correct. So have we not quite hit our goals yet? Yeah, <laughs> of course not. No, we haven't. They, um, uh, yeah, there were. There's two ways. So you do. They used to do a top ten, where it actually was the top ten, and lately they've been doing more the top tenth percentile or decile. So um, we kind of fall in that area. So it was really actually there were 107 that were ranked in this particular. So we're not quite in th at that one as well. But when they look at it statistically, they look at the distribution of how everybody lies. There's, there seems to be a natural or statistical breaking point in that. So. We are in that. We are in a, in a higher level tier. Um, that happened to be 12. At the, at the, we were at the bottom part of that tier, the 12th. But yeah, we're we're going to try to actually next year get actually in the top 10. That's that's our goal for next year. And if you were going to explain this of why this is so important for employees to support or for patients, what would be the reason that we do this? Um, I think it's. I mean, I think it's a validation problem. I mean, I think we all know that we provide excellent care here. 
Um, so I think this is a validation of that. I also think we know there's places where we can do better and we're, do, we're doing that. We make that very visible, I mean, in terms of our projects, in terms of our knowing how we're doing boards on the nursing units and our KPI boards in the clinics. So I think when people see that they're putting a lot of time and effort into this to make, make the difference, I think this validates, wow, we, we, we are making difference and it's improving our rankings with this. Um, you know, I think it also from a patient standpoint, I mean, usually quality, I mean, they, they assume quality in some cases. They think, assume that OHSU is a high quality place. I think this is, again, another validation piece to say this is, this is that we are, and this is a way that we can show that. And these are some of the things that um, you can expect to happen here or not happen here from a safety standpoint um, by receiving care here. So I think it's a, it's a validation piece, yeah. And I think it also speaks to the alignment of the field of healthcare around specific ways in which we are continuing to work on improving how we deliver care and what that means. And uh, since we are the only academic medical center in Oregon, and it's hard, I think, sometimes for people to understand what that means when we're trying to look at ourselves and our performance and figure out how we can continue to improve. And so it's really beneficial to know that it's not just that we're a great hospital in Oregon, we're a great hospital across the nation. And it's that's something to be very proud of. I think another piece of this methodology, and some people it's incredibly frustrating, is that it changes every year. And that's frustrating to me sometimes too, but I think what it says is that you can't just rest on what was good five years ago or 10 years ago what's good now, what is excellent now, and it's gonna change. I mean, is everybody, for example, some of the measures they had a few years ago, everybody was topping out at 98, 99, 100%. Great, that's good for the whole country, but we don't need, those don't need to be part of the measurement anymore. So we're gonna take those away, and we're gonna bring some other ones in here that maybe we have a much more bigger opportunity to help with and stuff. So that's some of the things that happen. And so some of our little hiccups in our pathway this far has been because the new measures come in and maybe we've been an under performer in that area so we we calibrate we get our projects and, and our people in place to work on it and then we look better hopefully in the coming year so when we say you're an underperformer does that mean that it's not safe or what does that mean as an underperformer so I'll give an example so sometimes infection some of the infection data is one that has have come in recently C. difficile infection has been one that um, is in the measure and a lot of the measures right now and we have a high number I would say we have a high number of infections of our for our patients so we need we know that and we need to work on that so I think it's helped us to put a little bit more um, aggressive look at that looking at why that's happening and the things we need to put in place to make sure that that's not we're hurting we're hurting people and what's been fascinating and working with some of the infection data um, is if I said five years ago we're, we're gonna we want zero infections here and people people would laugh at you or they'd say oh, that's not possible um, but that's it is possible and I think with particularly with our, our central line infections and our catheter associated urinary tract infections some organizations are getting to zero and we're getting closer to zero and so that's pretty cool to see and get people engaged in that C. difficile we have a long way to go with that and that's an incredibly bad bug to get but we need to continue to work multi-year to get that down closer to zero because long short of it we're, hurt, we're hurting patients and we need to get things in place so that doesn't happen. So to switch gears a little bit, there was an awards ceremony last week, I believe. And where was that at? And tell us a little more, a little more about that. Sure. So it was uh, the Vizient does their do, does their annual um, quality and safety 
um, conference where I think there were about 3,000 folks that were there. It was in Denver, Colorado. Um, and it's, it was a two-day, three-day, depending on how much a part of the conference. And at the end of it, they had a, uh, a dinner, and they uh, unveiled the winners of the um, of both. The, um, they have some uh, supply chain awards, and then they did the quality accountability scorecard, both for the community hospitals and then for uh, the academic medical centers. Nice. So, so, yeah. Um, what else did you learn there, or did you learn it? So they also do they do poster sessions and they do rapid fire. So there were several. I was at several sessions learning about how other organizations are doing doing things differently or better than we are in terms of some of the things. So it's a good way to learn about that, whether it's some how they're using data or how they're reviewing things or what new programs they're putting in place. So really an opportunity to learn a lot. And we did we had one of the rapid fire sessions. Tom Yackle and Elizabeth Crabtree. Uh, presented some of their evid the evidence-based approach to doing value-based care. So they had an opportunity to do a presentation there as well. What can employees do to help support your guys' work? I would say stay engaged in the improvement effort. Know that all the hard work you've put in over the years and years and years really does make a difference. And this is an example of how we can really show that we have achieved something that we set out. It is possible, even though every day when you're in the grind of it, it feels like maybe substantive improvement isn't happening, but it does happen. So um, when you want to remind each other why we do this, uh, it's because we are really improving the care that we're delivering to our patients. Yeah. I think on the physician standpoint, the documentation and coding has been a huge, huge uh, piece of work, and we need to continue that. It's, impor it's important not only for this, but um, we need to have our, uh, the, the administrative data accurately reflect the, uh, what happens for other patients in the severity illness because it's being used in a lot of different ways. So it's hard work, it can be a hassle and a nuisance, but it's, it's incredibly important. And if we want to be competitive and, and be compared in the right way, we have to make that be accurate. For, for the, the clinicals, the nurses and clinical staff, I mean, a lot of the work in our safety realm is around infections. So. We just need to continue to keep our eye on that and, again, drive towards that, that, that those zeros and the, some of the standard work that we put in place. We need to make sure that that's happening each and every time. So learn that, know that, hold each other accountable for that as well. And then lastly, one of the places that we continue to have made good progress in is the patient-centeredness domain. So a lot of the work that we've been doing on our patient experience numbers has really, really been paying. I mean, it's been a slow, slow, gradual improvement but we are pulling away from the pack in terms of uh, comparing ourselves to the other academic medical centers. We are really in the top realm. We're number 13, I believe, this year. Yeah, 13 in that one. And that's pretty cool to be there. I mean, where we were really in the middle of the pack a few years ago, we were about at you know, 50, 60. And just that steady incline over you know, just a couple you know, tenths of a percentage point different in this, it might seem nothing, but we're really starting to pull away from the pack and really creating a better experience for our patients and the, and the data to reflect that. Well, thank you both so much for talking today. Sure, thank, thank you. you. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Kelsey Hewald. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.